next up, we're going to be talking with uh, our special guest. He has written there from here uh, the Vote Sizing Manifesto, and you can see it on their website that we're going to be talking a lot about today called www.votesizing.org. That's V-O-T-E, S as in Sam, I-Z-I, N as in Nancy, G, dot org. On this same website, you'll also be able uh, to see a video. And our guest today is Steve Gluckman, and we're going to welcome Steve Gluckman to the show. How are you, Steve? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Fantastic. It's great to have you on the show today. Thank you. So tell me, Steve, we were talking about shortly before the show, you have uh, the website www.votesizing.org. That's V-O-T-E-S-I. Uh, did I get that right? Votesizing.org. V-O-T-E-S-I-Z-I-N-G.org. Yep. Tell me what you've done with that website. Well, the website, I'm trying to open up a whole new portal into looking at our problems. It's a whole new universe in itself about uh, what happens once we start questioning the one-person, one-vote model. And it explores every little nuance as well. What's wrong with that idea? Where did that idea come from? And where can we go if we don't like that idea, if that idea itself is not serving us? Because now, you said this is a portal looking into our problems. About the problems you're, that you're talking about, give me some examples. Well, you know, in order to sell vote sizing to people, because uh, the, the kind of vote sizing, there are different kinds of ways you can size votes, different criteria. And the one that I like is inversely to income, essentially giving poor and middle class people a larger vote than wealthy people. And uh, so I'm connecting, the, what I connect the vote to is income. And I've had to, in order to sell this idea, connect all the dots that go from money to power. And there's a lot of dots. And essentially, I break it down into uh, tyranny, patronage, um, brutality, and greed. And there's just many, many little forms of corruption in between. So I look at all these different kinds of corruption that are plaguing our societies nowadays and I try to link in how vote sizing can remedy those kinds of corruptions. So you're talking about an election process that has some sort of a scale that involves vote sizing. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Anywhere where you have voting, you can play around with the sizes of people's votes, and especially you can make it so that the poor and lower class people have larger votes. Anywhere there's voting. You could do it in political elections and national elections. You can even do it in places like corporate elections to elect the CEO. I have a page that, that, that talks about how you can have companies that use vote sizing. And school classrooms can use vote sizing. Anywhere where you want to have votes, you can size those votes. You don't have to stick to one person, one vote. If, it does, if it's not working, why stick to it? So what have you proposed um, in terms of vote sizing, in terms of how you create a scale? On your website, do you talk about that? Yeah, oh, yeah, I go into different, there are different formulas. And I, I, by nature, go to the most radical. I talk about the other ones, too, but I go to the most radical. The most radical to me is the guy with no money gets one vote, and Bill Gates, or the richest person, gets actually, in my opinion, zero votes. 
and everybody else gets a, 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 an increment in between. And I put it on an arc so that no two people in society are any farther from zero, zero than any other person. So everybody's equally far. Everyone has equal amounts, equal combination of wealth and power. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean they have the same amount of power and the same amount of wealth, but what, whatever their wealth is, they have power to match up with that. So a vote like my vote, for example, if I was uh, in an election process and I was voting, based on my wealth or power or my scale, wherever that is, would dictate the weight of my vote. Is that correct? Yeah, if you have more money than me, your vote will not add up to as much as mine will. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and I also have, like, for example, I, I do this to show how easy it is. I do this on my website. I, I have all these polls. And you can compete against my African friend. And you could, if you want to, you could enter your income in and run up against him, and you could see just how differently the results of elections would be or how similar they might be if you scale it according to income. In other words, if he gets a larger vote because he's poorer than you, how would those results be different? What is it, what is it, what is different classes think about our problem? You know, uh, no one's really asking these questions. What do poor people want compared to middle class people compared to rich people? And I'm all about asking those questions and, and uh, putting them in place, putting the answers in place. Now, Steve, you've worked on this election process that involves vote sizing, that involves uh, a weighted process between wealth and power. It sounds like a very complex process. How long have you been working on this? I've been at it now, well, I've been thinking about it for 20-plus years, and I've been really given her for the last seven years, mm -hmm. really exploring the, the, the different formulas for the last seven years. I am a bit of a geek, so I enjoy trying to puzzle out uh, the, the mathematics involved. And, yeah. Uh, so it's the last seven years. You know, essentially, uh, it's like that joke you said about the mathematician, the scientist, and the, uh, I forget, the third guy. But oh, the physicist? And the physicist. Let's say you want to plot a power curve according to wealth. So your X, Y axis is going to be wealth and power. And you want to see what happens to that line, Right. Right. So pundits are going to walk up to that chart, and they're going to say, well, the line goes up. The more money you have, the more power you have. Right? Most I think I saw this on the votesizing.org. You had that graph, if you will, that you're describing yeah. on your website. Yeah. So, most, so for most people, it, most people are going to talk about how that line goes up, how the wealthy have more power yeah. and, all, and all the problems. Now, some politicians might walk up there, and they say, well, we're going to try to level out this line. You know, that's what we're going to try to do is make it equal. Everyone has one. I, on the other hand, draw what I think is the best line and then try to put that in place. And the best line is an arc. So there's, but at the same time, I appreciate there's different formulas you can use. You can use a one-plus method, whereas the poorest guy gets, gets two votes, Bill Gates gets one vote, and everyone else gets a share of the difference. You know, this is social engineering. So, for example, let's say your goal is to shrink the, the gap, you can, I have formulas you can use that in, intentionally try to shrink the gap between rich and the poor. So different formulas do different things. We're entering into kind of a whole new way of looking at problems. It's social engineering. It's democratic reforms, once again. It's using computers, using technology. But you can really get some amazing results if you set your mind to it with this outsizing idea. You can say... I don't like, we don't like the fact that it's super rich and super poor. Let's put in a formula that just changes it, and boom, 
you can do it. It's not it's not that tricky. So it depends now. Now I think that our our our, our um, the question put to us is what do we want to do in life? Where do we want to go? Vote sizing will allow us to try to get there. The real question is where is it we really want to go with ourselves? Do we care about the gap? Is the gap necessarily a bad thing? Are there other things we should worry about? The education, what else? You know, so you can you can you can modify society with vote sizing now. Now, Steve, we talked before the show. You've done a, a little bit of traveling around the world. Um, do you see this this discussion that you're having, this movement, taking hold anywhere? Uh, yeah, I'm having more luck in Cameroon than I have in Canada, where I'm from, or the states. You know, because people in these other countries, these really incredibly poor countries, they're desperate for change. They don't want to just talk about it. They hear their politicians. It's kind of like what you guys are experiencing for the last seven years. Here in the United States? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, everything's kind of becoming third world-ish. But people are really fed up with talking about problems and looking at problems. They want to fix the problems already. It doesn't serve anybody to go on about them year after year. It doesn't seem to matter. So I'm having more luck in the more desperate parts of the world. And I always think vote sizing. You see, if vote sizing is put in place in a poor country or a, 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 a floundering company, and it works, right? If actually listening to the poor and middle class people strengthens society, 